A story of intergenerational power struggles by a director with a strong singular vision. Plus, there's lots of toys. This week, we go back to the twisted mind of Ari Aster and discuss Hereditary. How Star Wars is it? Hello. Hello. Hello, Mike. How are you today? Hi, Josiah. I am doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing well as well. And welcome to our listeners and our sweeties. How are you doing out there? Pause to listen. Mm -hmm. Shout out your card or your house, uh, wherever you're listening, and tell us how you're doing. And then, uh, what's this show, Mike? (laughs) How are you doing with Mike and Josiah? (laughs) This is a How are you? (laughs) Doing. This is a How Star Wars Is It? It is the only podcast, and it's the podcast where we rate and review anything, which tends to be like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we like to say it could be a TV show or a, a book. Drink. Uh, haven't done very many books. Have done more drinks than we've done books. I think that's right. Uh, but we take everything Star Wars and we put it all in one big pot of chili and we mix it up to a little Star Wars chili and that's a 10 out of 10. That's right. So If it's got Star uh, Wars then, in the name, it goes in the chili and that's a yeah. perfect 10. And yeah, we're 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 reviewing things against that metric. We're not right. trying to say like, is this good? Is this good? Is this bad? Is it successful? Although we will talk about that yeah. <laughs> uh, probably too much. Yeah, for the first the half of the episode. <laughs> uh, but, but in the end, that's not what's affecting our rating, right? right. So... Uh, Mike, we're we're going back to an, an area, Ari, Ari, and Ari. I don't know how to say his name, right? Bye. Ari Aster joint. We're going back to an Ari Aster joint. Uh-huh. Um, I like, you know, because we did we did Midsummer, uh-huh. and then um, our guest on the show today was was clambering down our door. Yeah, in fact, saying, if if not watch for, her, let us do hereditary. <laughs> if not for two separate guests, we we probably would have dragged our feet on watching either of yeah. those movies just no. because like Absolutely. the time came boys. and went, like the you know yeah. the the moment. I would never have seen either of these because I don't I don't t- tend to watch scary films, and uh, but the, such as having a uh, semi I guess pop culture related podcast is you have to That's you right. know gotta watch some you gotta stuff suck it sometimes. Up, buttercup. So uh, <laughs> we alluded to it. <laughs> Joining us today, we do have a special guest. It is none other than Chicago comedian and musician Spencer Henning. Hello. Woo. Hi. Now your <laughs> other big your other big credit that I know of is uh, Mike's sister Allie, who is part of the three time yes. club of, uh-huh. of guests. Um, you two are, if this is true, I don't know if I'm breaking this for the first time. Dating? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in love. Oh, yeah. oh no! This for the first <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. Is this, is this the first time you said it on a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I haven't told her this yet, but yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> we we, well, are, we are in love. <laughs> Allie, I hope you're listening. We'll see if she agrees. <laughs> yeah. Allie, look to your left right now. Look, there's Spencer. He's kneeling. No, I'm sorry. That's maybe that's too. Look to that's your too left. far. Look to your right. <laughs> One of these One people of you will won't not graduate. graduate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, Spencer, you you kind of uh, reached out or, or like had mentioned wanting to do Hereditary because you, you you are a fan of this film. Is yes. that correct? This is one of my favorite movies. Yes. 
Um, I, I, I love this one very much. And uh, yeah, I've never gotten to talk about it um, outside of watching it with others who have seen it multiple times because it uh-huh. really does reward rewatching. Um, yes. This was probably, yeah. I would think this might have been the fifth time I've seen it. And wow. I really don't think much got past me this time. I really think I was like, I, I caught everything this time. Um, yeah. So yeah, I do. It is also maybe the scariest movie I've ever seen. Um, yeah. And I do enjoy horror movies. So um, I do appreciate you guys suffering for your art. <laughs> so you're um, someone who's watched a lot of horror movies and this one was particularly scary to you. Yeah. And I don't, I don't watch a lot of okay, classics. I haven't seen a lot of classic ones. Um, I think that especially classic slashers, if they can borderline on just comedic, um, yeah, it, they're they're incredibly <laughs> silly, but um, a lot of contemporary horror movies like Conjuring, the Jordan Peele movies, all of these, um, the Ari mm-hmm. Aster movies. I yeah, this one really stands out. Um, the Lighthouse, so this the is, Witch. This, <laughs> yeah. this is good to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I haven't seen very many scary movies. I'm just sort of now in my life for the last year or two, which has been documented on this show. Been watching some, and um, I asked Mike. I said, "How scary is this compared to like Midsummer?" Midsummer, because I I didn't find Midsummer very scary, but it was like disturbing, you know, and unsettling, unsettling. Bugs. And Mike was like, "It's about the same," which was not true. Oh, which uh, did you find scarier? Oh, Hereditary. Oh, okay. Are you kidding me? I, Absolutely. I, yeah, I, I suppose it was. Well, I guess Mike's just saying he's a real brave boy, and I'm a little well, baby. Well, yeah, I, that is what I'm <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> I, but I, what I what I also think. So we actually we talked about this with Stephen Cropa when we talked about Midsummer is um, what what you were just saying Spencer about like verging on comedic like yes that they do horror and comedy do sort of like dip into the same inkwell a little bit of of like you know you hold a shot like one second longer than you should or yeah. or you know yeah. like the the. It it is it is like forcing an emotion out of the viewer, uh, whether it be a laugh or a a shriek. Boy oh boy, is he good at making a a really um like boring visceral head trauma? Yeah, right, oh. right. Yeah, well, and the thing yeah. that is uh, that makes a lot of horror movies just goofy is that the characters make just incredibly unbelievable decisions. Yeah. And they just, like, they don't act like people. Like, they're basically just all just cartoon characters who are just right. like, let's right. go to the shit! I don't know, do you? Yeah. And then they just, like, run around and do all that thing. So that's this, all to say. This is very not that. This is like... Now I'd say I will take umbrage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this because... Is, this is Josiah's... T- taking taken umbrage with Josiah. I'm taking umbrage, uh, and I'm <laughs> okay. not talking about the Hogwarts professor. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so no, okay. So, no, so big picture first. Took her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, big picture. Before we get into like you know, before I get into uh, 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 you know my my opinions with a capital O. Uh, but a big picture, P, but then a capital P, I, lowercase I, which yeah, looks then, like an L. It's like a. It's like the way that you talk when you type message. when you're supposed to be sarcastic. Yeah. On the internet. So, okay, big picture, right? Uh, I thought this was scarier than Midsommar. Mike, you're correct. This Ari Aster loves to just get a, a really good-looking head and squish it and, yeah. and make it all fucked up. Um, I definitely think it was scarier than Midsommar. Midsommar was, there was no real magic. There was just, like, drugs. Like, we were sort of, like, like in general, there might be some weird there stuff. There was pube but this, magic. Um, 
There was pube magic. But this but one it, has yeah. much more concrete. But that magic. was believed magic. I mean, that was like there was yes, no so actual true. magical effect that they actually see happening in Midsummer. But in this, I mean, the devil's real. And this, yes, that's what I was going to say. I was like, this one is demons. Like, this yeah. is a which. Like, which by the sort time of... the glass and the chalk were moving, I was like, oh, okay, this is a different movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so you're sort of, uh, yeah, There's this one's a little more hardcore because it's demons, it's devils, it's like possession stuff and. You know, it's it's much more of a. I mean, it feels more like a class. It's not a. It's not. It's very different because it's a takes a lot of different turns than I think your traditional horror. But it's more of a traditional horror genre, and that it's like oh, this it's one's like about a demons. haunted house. Yeah, right. Yeah, as opposed to Midsummer, which is like everything's in the daytime. What I'm doing this weird, cool, like culty thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's some mixed picture stuff. Uh, someone else talk because I don't want to well, get into my uh, the, onto the, my soapbox. The main yet. thought that I had that is just from the same point of view, the sort of high level is. I'm really looking. Uh, the, these are the only two movies he he has done thus far, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to whatever the next one is to prove this theory or disprove it, um, because you know you can establish a pattern with two, but you only solidify it with three. Um, he takes pagan culty supernatural devices and applies them to like a very simple premise, that being either family drama in, intergenerational family drama or like breakup movie and yeah. then mm-hmm. it's like also though <laughs> yeah it's my favorite thing about this movie is that the if you take out all the demonic stuff um it it feels like a a movie about a family just dealing with trauma and it's it's incredibly well written in the sense that um the scene where tony collette um Annie and the in the son Peter are arguing at the dinner table yeah. is like I feel like I know people who would argue that way um and it, right. it's it's very real in that way and it's just uh even more so I think it really beats out the conjuring in that where everyone seems like a real person outside of the whole demonic stuff where even in the conjuring movies everyone is pretty much like it's it's a cool story in that like it's but it's still focused on all the stuff and that's everyone's thing whereas like the difference here is that the people who are subject to this, they don't want that to be their lives. And they are actually trying to like live around it. And they're, uh-huh. they, it, it, it paints a very realistic picture. Um, yeah. I, I think the writing of this, it's a very believable family. It's a very, it's a, it's a, it's an excellently uh, crafted uh, movie. Um, similar. So, so just, uh, you know, all like full disclosure is the thing I was trying to say. Full disclosure. I didn't like Midsommar. And uh, two of the reasons I didn't like it. Go ahead, Mike. I, I was going to say, wasn't one of them, though, that, like, wouldn't the police end up finding out about this? Well, there there are multiple <laughs> reasons I didn't like that. I didn't like I, I did find the logic of Midsummer like to, less believable. Yes. I, I was like, I'm not I understand that there like needs to be some sort of like suspension of disbelief for horror. But like. Because it is know, also just, a movie. Those people aren't there in front of well, you. Well, and Mike, and that's where I'm going to have to disagree with you. <laughs> the train I, isn't actually coming out of the screen. And I have <laughs> yet to find out if these things are real and actually happening uh-huh. in every movie. I mean, if you believe the mini worlds theory, if we're talking about quantum physics, like maybe it's real. <laughs> but anyway, the the parts, like the literal actual parts of Midsommar that I didn't like that really, two of them that stood out to me the most that kind of like, it made me not like the movie on a very on a very base level were the uh treatment of mental illness in the in the inciting action of midsummer where it's like oh her sister was bipolar and she killed herself and her parents which is fucked up and also sort of a really casual 
way to demonize mental illness and be like they're violent right. uh, which is also classic horror movie stuff like it, it is very typical of horror movies to do that and so it was like a tropey thing that he did and he, where he avoids a lot of other tropes and I didn't appreciate that and then also the treatment of like the sort of mentally uh, like disabled character in that movie of like product of incest made to look very monstrous yeah. sort of treated as like a mm -hmm. magical being but also sort of used as like in, in jump scare moments of like oh it's so ugly and I didn't like that either because yeah. I was like, I don't like this portrayal of, of people with disabilities. Right. And so those two things are essentially the reason I didn't like Hereditary was because that's the to, to me, that was the whole movie. It was like it, it took the, it, it's like he did Hereditary and then took two things from Hereditary and put them smally, smally in a small way into Midsommar because I couldn't get over. And this is just my big picture gripe with the movie yeah. that I'll, I'll stop talking about after this because here's this is my little soapbox. I'm getting on it again. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's very tall Slippery. and thin. Uh, I, I thought that this movie was, was sort of irresponsible in the way that it portrays mental illness and uh, people with disabilities because right from the beginning, we, we get the, the story from Annie, from the mom character, that her m mother who has died, o overarching plot for like the listener, the, gra like the grandmother of this household has, has died, and her daughter and her children and her husband are sort of dealing with the fallout of this like sort of bad woman this bad grandmother and we find out emotionally that she had... distant and mysterious yes. yeah and so she goes to the mother goes to a grief counseling meeting we find out that her mother the grandma uh had dissociative identity disorder and was very cold and like a bad mother and that her, her father was like a, a paranoid depressive something or other and like killed himself her, and that brother, her brother her brother her Charles. brother was schizophrenic yeah. and killed himself and so right from the gate we were told her entire family's mentally ill and it made them all violent and bad and it fucked her up. And we're also sort of given that to throughout the entire movie be like, is, she, is this stuff, is this, is this demon stuff really happening or is she also crazy? Right. Like, is she doing some of the demon stuff like her, her, you know, mom did, or is this just like, she's, we you know she sleepwalks. So we're like, is this right. just something else happening? Mm -hmm. So all that didn't like that right out the gate. And then the daughter, um, her daughter, is in my opinion seems to be coded as some sort of either neurodivergent autistic possibly or you know some some form of mental disability in which she didn't she did not seem to be like neurotypical sure um and it's sort of coded in that way because she like has a tick where she clicks her mouth right. she's almost nonverbal. like she's very interested in like the toys that she has and is constantly using those instead of like engaging with people so it never says anything of what she is but she's very much coded to be that and she's treated as a monster yeah, as at least and a, a scary little bit thing. scary or unsettling yeah even even before we know like spoilers for this movie even though even before we know that there was literally a demon from hell inside of her she's treated as like a scary thing mm -hmm. and then later we find out that the yeah the disabled kid was a literal demon from hell <laughs> and i was like oh, i don't like that the, the thing and that i couldn't I think get boils over that down that for for me because i i hear you i i i I appreciate that. I the thing for me was like um well, but you can explain a lot of the sort of spookiness factor of it away because of the sort of demony stuff. But then of course, you can't at a grand scale do that for all mental illness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mental, yeah, right. you know. Not everybody who is schizophrenic right, is right. Uh, has the uh, advantage of having a, a a mom who uh literally summoned demons into the house. Right. And yeah, and I 
and I, because that was something I was paying a lot of attention to here, because I was really trying to pay, catch the backstory, because I remember the first time I watched this movie, I remember thinking that the whole demonic stuff at the very end felt a bit out of left field, but each time I watch it, I catch more and more that is consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I absolutely uh, agree with you, Josiah, and I don't mean to uh, sound like I'm defending the movie against everything that you just said. Um, <laughs> no, but but I already yeah. I already had an argument with a friend who likes this movie yeah. in which she she like so like you're fine I'm I'm not trying <laughs> yeah. to like I'm not I'm not out here trying to be like everyone who likes to read it there no. sucks but it was just those were like the things that kept me from really enjoying yeah so, but yeah go ahead because the first time I watched this movie I remember thinking that um yeah because basically because Tony Collette's character um who in a lot of ways is kind of the main character of the movie. Yeah. gives so much of the backstory in that soliloquy in the meeting. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And there's so much to dive through in there that it's like, especially when you when you first see the movie and you don't really know what it's about, there's so much that you can miss. But totally. again, having the on the fifth watch, so much of what she said about, um, you know, my brother, she does say that her brother was schizophrenic, but he killed himself because my mom was trying to put people inside of her. So right. it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, and again, so it's not, I think it's it's very easy to say that like oh it explains that whole thing because like oh, he's not actually schizophrenic she's putting people inside of him but the medical diagnosis is that he's schizophrenic but to your point it it does when when that's a pretty consistent thing throughout the movie uh-huh. um and and yeah and those people uh who are described in that way or kind of implied to you know be in that way are only shown to be uh, evil it does it there it is easy to make those connections too that you're saying so i'm not saying i i do agree with you but i also think that it is in a way consistent but the the consistency doesn't make it okay but yeah right <laughs> I, I agree i think it's consistent and I, I was kind of waiting for him to maybe make a bigger point about it like like through like up till the end i was kind of like okay maybe he's making commentary on the idea that mentally ill people or people with like, you know, disabilities can be othered in horror movies and sort of treated as monsters. And then there's going to be some kind of, I don't know, you know, twist that kind of turns it on its head and makes you be like, Oh yes. But there kind of wasn't, it didn't seem that there was to me. It was mostly just him being like, but like, yes, you're right. It is consistent. Essentially you can go back and be like everyone who you thought was suffering from mental illness in this movie actually was literally, uh, (laughs) it was because of a demon. So, uh, you know, yeah, but you know, yeah, it's interesting and then to yeah. extrapolate which, to like which the would whole be worse. global population, right? It, that that's I I think I'm yeah. on the same page of where you were headed, Josiah. Like, is he then therefore saying, um, my world in my world, every instance of some mental difference or mental illness is demon related, or or not? But then, of course, the other ones you can't explain away. (laughs) Yeah, this family specifically is demons. Everyone else is like normal, like clinical depression. But here it's like this family, definitely demons. No, I think (laughs) I think that uh, I mean, it's kind of an older. It's it's funny because it's like that's literally what people used to think. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's demons. And I mean, but honestly, I think (laughs) I'd prefer to have a demon as opposed to like like really bad. Uh, panic attacks, right? Because I could just call a priest. Yeah, and yeah. Get rid- I can sure. just, I can get rid of a demon. Yeah, I mean, it's like how you people know? thought when you were sneezing that, like, you were like expelling like minor right. spirits. Yeah, yeah. And I you're vulnerable call... for that like one second afterwards, which is why we say God bless you. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. The, the a devil could. Because you know, like you, you know, like the little fish in the Amazon River that swim up your pee hole. Huh? I've had those. 
Yeah, same. And <laughs> delish. They're so yummy. That's what I think people thought demons could do with your sneezes. Um yeah. so <laughs> Wait, no, but we're not I'm not done yet. So demons So so Spencer, I don't know about you, but uh one of the things that Mike and I have talked about on the show a lot is that we were, you know, very good, pure little boys. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. Uh good you know, and good Christian boys. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> One thing that I love about demon stuff is like I, I I'm really into like true uh supernatural like true quote unquote supernatural stories of people sharing, mm-hmm. and I love ones about demons and possession because my favorite thing is they're always like, if they're not Catholic or something they'll be like they'll go to their like, you know like I don't know pastor or whatever and the pastor's always like, all right there's a priest we gotta talk to you like all Protestants are like listen, we don't. Uh, do demons? We're not demon you gotta, experts. Yeah. <laughs> you got to go talk to the the Catholic Church. They're the ones that do demons. Somehow, when that split happened, Martin Luther didn't know how to do demons, mm-hmm. and so we didn't. That was get one the of the demon. things he nailed to the door. It was just yeah, like, was like no like, demons. <laughs> he was like, I don't do demons, dude. Uh-huh. And so I just really love that. Like every time, it's like these people are like, we went to these people and they didn't know what to do, and then we had to go to a priest. I'm like, yes, I love that. There's literally people in the world today that's like specialty. As they're like, yeah, you got a demon? I can get rid of that demon. I think that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's the only good thing about the Catholic Church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, well, yeah, so I was raised Catholic, and uh, and I remember, like, you know, reaching— Well, Spencer, the... I'm sorry that I insulted no, no, your, no. your heritage. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. Honestly, if anything, it was, you know, letting me say how much I like this movie and then saying all the reasons why it's problematic. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking, but um, no, because I, I, you make a lot of good points with that, and uh, but yes, I was uh, raised Catholic, and um, well, yeah, I mean, if there's anything that Catholic priests are good at, it's taking like a 12 year old boy and being like, so first of all, you know, if it hasn't been clear from all the mantras, uh, ghosts are real, and ghosts uh, real. and so are demons, and also uh, if you go through puberty and uh, have any fun with it, you're gonna go to hell forever, uh, you know. So yeah, so I mean, it definitely, it's it's a very interesting uh, sect. Of so you're saying you're saying that the the cons outweigh the pros of being able to expel a demon is what you're saying? Yeah, I agree. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I would I would say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're all, well, we're all on the same page. R e demons and R e uh, demons. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's what I'm gonna title just every email for the next couple Re-demons. weeks. Demons. R e demons. So, Mike, what were you going to say before I insisted on continuing? Oh gosh, on the I don't remember. I but um, I uh, the 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 overall structure of this movie like fully did what it was notes. intending on for me, which was yeah. like Act One is like everything's a little amiss, but it's mostly just like a family dr- trauma drama, and yeah. then like midway through Act Two, it's like, hang on a second. Can yeah, we actually yeah. <laughs> converse with, quote, the other side? And then by the end, it's just like a full on, like, it, it roped me so well. Mm-hmm. Like, I there just, was... and, and I was looking for shit the whole time because I knew, like, there's hidden things in Midsummer, And then, like, early on in the movie, there's the line in the classroom about whatever the Greek hero, Her- Heracles, Her- Her- something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. he he was ignoring the signs that were in front of him the whole time. I was like, that's something. <laughs> and yeah. then I was like looking for shit the whole time. And I, I, after, after having watched it, I watched like two YouTube videos. One that was uh, all like breaking it down as like a, a story of 
like emotional repression and and the the sort of hereditary nature of that you know the parents don't express yeah. their emotions so therefore the kids don't basically yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the other one was just the mythology of mm-hmm. King Paimon. Yeah. And and I, like, was fully invested in both of those, like, takes or, or like, partial reads on mm-hmm. it. But, like, the, the actual, like, mythology uh, involving, you know, like, cutting off heads... And like the is if, that if a you, real is King Paimon a real thing from the real yes, like, real world mythology? Yes, um, and that and like this particular video kept showing like pieces from the movie that of course they're like one second clips that it's it's you know holding a still on for minutes to kind of dissect like images shown to you. But like you know the girl's name is Charlie and the brother who killed himself because the mom was trying to put people in his brain. His name was Charles. Like. Uh, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. there's so much um like it would seem as though the mythology from you know whatever one might call the the actual quote real life group that would be intent on conjuring king paimon uh it all holds up like the mythology mm-hmm. was utilized correctly which yeah. is bananas but then also like there's fucking hidden people throughout the movie that I just fully didn't see. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, the hidden people are... I, I mean, I only saw them at the end whenever they're all, like, you know, standing naked ghoulishly. Front and center, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Whenever, they're, whenever they're like, here they are, I was like, ah, yeah, you know, when really they when this. they call some attention or even if... Um, like a shot is like kind of slow and you look around, you can like see someone kind of hiding, but like, you know, those shots where it'll show the house in the daytime and then it'll just like jump cut to nighttime, but the camera won't move or whatever. One of those shots when it cuts to nighttime, if you hold on that frame, like all around the house in a, like probably, uh, Oh, like a hundred foot radius around the house. There's like, probably eight or nine like naked figures lit by the moon and Which, like you just don't terrible. perceive them because there's so many trees and so much business to look at but i was like huh <laughs> which i think is good that they did that because i think so many americans feel that that's actually happening to them uh-huh. um you know yeah. with just like with home defense in in shit yeah. so i i think it's good that they that they put that in there too uh-huh. you know um because yeah just as as a nod to that because like any any like like upper middle class family i'm assuming like this one that lives in the woods i i think has like especially th- which like the dad who's probably like like a gun nut or something who thinks uh-huh. that that's actually happening so i'm really glad that oh that yeah the dad's that. definitely a republican for sure in this however way. here's yeah. here's my read on republican dad i think he's not gonna <laughs> like shove it down your throat he seems no, like no, the normalist like, guy <laughs> no he he's the one that's like he didn't vote for trump but he like is you know or uh, he, or maybe he did vote for Trump, but he doesn't like him. He, he doesn't want. He doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Well, no, uh, my like, my dad, or not my dad, the dad in this movie is, I think, my favorite character in the whole movie. Uh-huh. Um, well, he's the only one that's so he's so okay. Yeah, he's because he's he's outside the hereditary trauma, right? right. So, yes. Like he he is the he is the person in the horror movie that's like you're being crazy, right? Like this. He's the Han like, what's Solo. Going yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. he's like the Jedi. Well, because all he wants is, in this movie, like, truly, like, his his whole establishing thing is he just wants his family to take their goddamn shoes off when they walk into the house. That's right. And then, yeah, and, like, and, and then all this stuff happens around him. Yeah. And, which I, because, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, after any, like, big peak in the action, it does cut back to him, and he kind of ends up serving as, like, the foil for this whole thing. I uh-huh. honestly, thinking about Star Wars, I kind of thought he had a C-3PO energy. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's because yeah. he's a little bitch. So well, because no, he's, he's a little bit well, because he's a, he's a little bit stiff. He doesn't really have that much yeah, of an yeah, impact yeah. on the, on the world around him, and right. they don't share like the most like the characters around him don't really share the most important parts around him. Like they do stuff around him, but like she even um, Tony Collette, uh, who plays his wife of like. 20 years in this movie like mm-hmm. she goes to grief counseling because her mom died this is before the stuff with yeah. charlie happens and she tells him that she's going to the movies like right. yeah. they, they don't have that emotional connection to even be honest with each other about that which i thought was kind of c-3po-esque that he doesn't need to know the yeah. plan well sure. the other thing that was really c-3po about him is that he was played by anthony daniels who was in a man <laughs> suit uh-huh. that's what's interesting um no mike you did <laughs> You're, you're like I took I took few notes, but like one, one of the ones that stood out is that Ariaster is like a master of tone because Midsummer's creates that intentional like dread, and this one, yeah, the like I watched two thirds of the movie and then it was ten o'clock at night and I was like, I gotta finish this tomorrow during the daytime because mm-hmm. this got scary because like for the first you know hour and twenty minutes or so I was like, okay, it's unsettling but not like outright scary, yeah, mm-hmm. and then like it got to a point where I was like. Uh, no. Like when when um Charlie gets decapitated on the the phone pole, mm-hmm. I I only wrote four notes on my phone, and one is just two words, and it's oh fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like that to me was like it's it's the same dread of the people in Midsummer watching the old people up on the top of the cliff, mm-hmm. and it's like I know in five minutes what's gonna happen, but you're making me sit here for the whole five minutes, like yeah. the dread of seeing them chopping the nuts, knowing full well she has a, a nut allergy. Nut allergy. Yeah. Him yeah. recommending that she stand by the people making the cake and get some cake, like just the whole thing. I was like, no, 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 no. Like what's that gonna was... happen? And then of course, y- you don't expect that the result of her having, you know allergy-based anaphylactic shock is that her head was going to come off in a car accident, yeah. but, mm-hmm. like, it's just, like, escalating dread to the that point that the it, one... like, completely parabolas. And yeah. It's like... <gasps> that was the one, like, logic part of the movie that I didn't buy. Because, like, all the horror movie stuff where they're, like, reacting to the scary demon stuff, I was like, yeah, I'd buy that. The thing I didn't buy was that a mother would send her 13-year-old daughter <laughs> with I, her, like, 25-year-old, 18-year-old I have, son. I have some thoughts on this. I, I have some thoughts on this. 25-year-old. So, yeah, so I I think that, you know, if you, if you think about the the family, I mean, like, the parents, especially, I think, like, the mom, I think it's it was, like, like the kids don't really have, like, like things, like, in terms of like 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 interests yeah. like like yes. Charlie you know just like makes like demonic dolls which it kind of imply that she's like possessed as a kid so that's like her whole thing uh-huh. and Peter just like smokes weed in his room and is just like too horny for his own good right um, but like I like I kind of get the desperation of a mom who's like completely unraveling just being like do you want to go to a party fine take your sister to the party like yeah, just yeah. just I, get out of here like you guys like I I don't like I didn't raise kids. So that they'd be like this. That's you know? true. <laughs> like, a lot like, of the like yeah. decision making could be somewhat justified based on the fact that like they are like a week out from like a death in the family. Yeah, and, and they yeah. have a they have a terrible family structures. I mean, it right. was, it seems it was crumbling before any they of the events. Bad. Of the family it's true well, yeah. plus also she's I, I, an I can... artist which like not to not to go out Wait, on the loom of like that. artists are mentally ill or or like yeah. the crazy artists are the most you know like the the tortured soul the or whatever best. but like uh 
But she also does have, at the very least, a non-traditional job and, and like, home life. Like, everything about yeah. this family, despite them being, like, fully regular and normal, everything is a little not normal. So so I, I, I can rationalize it. Like, I, it didn't take me out that much. But counterpoint, you absolutely would never send your child with a peanut allergy to a place where you didn't know what food they were, they were going to be serving. Yeah. And also, especially not if your child has some sort of some kind of special like, needs, isn't able to like speak to up for herself, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's just that's just the last thing I'll say on that. But I do. But the thing is, we haven't even talked about that. She's an artist, and she makes miniatures, and she makes incredibly like creepy miniatures of her own life, mm-hmm. and including one of symbolizing her, like, that yeah. while life may seem regular and normal, you actually have no control over your life because you're all and, just a doll in a dollhouse. Well, that's <laughs> the other thing is that big picture. This whole movie is takes place in a little dollhouse because <laughs> at the very right. beginning it pans in yeah. Yeah. into a little dollhouse. So um, what do I, what's my takeaway from there? Everybody's that dolls. Everybody's dolls. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. do, I do like the uh, the the little like light symboling thing that li- uh-huh. symbolized the sort of like demon stuff. Mm-hmm. It did look to me like the glare off of like probably you know uh-huh. maybe that big old monocle thing or something, yeah. right? So that that all it did. I think there is a reading of this movie where you can say it's this is just a really fucked up like d- story of someone playing dolls. Sure. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you I notice? One, I right. didn't, but upon I'm sure Spencer, you must have because you've seen it now a number of times. But like, I watch a YouTube video when she knocks over the paint <laughs> and it spills onto Joan's phone number, so she thinks like, "Oh, I should call her." That her hand doesn't actually even touch the paint. I totally missed that. That's great. So I I did too, and I was watching a video about like the different kind of demony stuff that's going on, and it rolls the tape a couple of different times, and it slows it down. She's her hand is inches away. So you do you remember the scene though? Like oh yeah, when yeah, she's, yeah okay. she's working and she's like, ah, oh, shit, I have to clean up this paint. When she reaches for the paint, her hand is like probably like six to ten inches away from the paint when it actually knocks mm. over. But the motion and the camera and the you know your eyes perception, you don't clock it necessarily. But when you if you watch it, knowing to look for it over her shoulder through the window outside again you would think this might just be a trick of the light but it is the demon light the paimon light thing uh-huh. and right after that is when she reaches for the paint and the thing knocks over like on its own <laughs> dude that 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 rules i mean in you know i mean is there any other movie series where uh you know uh, you know like telekinesis uh you know from a distance could you know i don't know if there's any if this that's is right for true. comparisons at all i that's uh, actually funny again like i, only <laughs> I love four notes and one of Mike, them was, i love when we have guests because they they keep the show on us, track <laughs> they make us do the premise of our show right <laughs> I, if it's just me and you were like i don't know uh birds so one of my only other note is my fourth note is telekinesis force ghosts <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a way, it, it does. It is the thing that kind of holds the fabric of this family together, or tears them apart, uh-huh. I suppose. But there definitely is a, some sort of unseen balance that's outside of their control here. Sure. Well, Absolutely. and of course, the Skywalkers have some of that family drama, you know. So uh, tell me about as it. As it turns out, Anakin's Luke's father. That is that uh, is oh. insane in that way. Um, yeah, but but also like they were fa- like there was a prophecy which also feels mm-hmm. sort of like culty mysticismy, you know, like mm. the 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 one of virgin birth who will bring balance to the force, you know, and as it turns out it was his son who had to fix everything. 
Yeah, yeah. I had a couple other comparisons that I thought of with Star Wars. Yes, was, yes. Um, <laughs> the the opening crawl with the opening. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the obituary. obituary. Yeah, I thought that that was a, that was a That's pretty clear a good thing. Point. Um, the dead. They speak. both start with text. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the, the ghosts. I mean, like the, like the the image of the mom standing in the corner that was a phantom thing. I thought that you know, uh-huh. um, that definitely was like a phantom now, blue ghost thing. How uh-huh. would you the 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 thing? Oh, something I was gonna say about the dad. This this dad is so fastidious that he makes everybody take their shoes off, and you're not gonna notice the smell of a dead body in your attic. Well, I do like how like basically every shot that we see them walk into the house, like throughout the movie, they take off their shoes, and like throughout, like toward the latter half, you see people start going like, ugh. Right. And right, like they, they just sort of brush it aside, but then finally someone's like, Oh my god, what does that smell? <laughs> oh right, he does say that. You're oh and the other thing I that one of the notes I took is that like this movie's so dark and like this family never turns the lights off in their house <laughs> mm-hmm. or on in their house. Like they're constantly walking around with just candles and it's like you're in you're all insane. Like yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. And and I love that I, I'm sure someone said that to Ari Aster, and he was like, fine, my next movie will be 100% in the daytime. <laughs> it will never be night. And I yeah. will still scare you. And I'm like, Ari, you got me, man. Yeah. Honestly, you yeah. got me. But sorry, what were the other comparisons, Spencer, that you had? Uh, I thought some of the transitions were fun, um, which, you know, obviously not not uh, just uh, PowerPoint style. Yeah, uh, like you know, white. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, my roommates and I were watching this, and I told them, the you know, the premise of why I was watching it. We didn't uh-huh. think that it would have been incredibly funny if at, like, the very end, after all this stuff, it was like, like, at the very end. The other, I think, missed opportunity that, again, just just dumb, just like that they could have done with Star Wars is when he drives and decapitates her if he could have gone I got one which I thought would have been <laughs> yeah. kind of funny I got one <laughs> yeah, yeah don't get cocky yeah, yeah. which would have been kind of fun I always I, I there are anytime I watch the original trilogy I always have the family guy versions in the back of my brain rattling yeah. around still don't get penisy that's the one yeah. <laughs> great kid don't get penisy <laughs> Uh, three white guys talking about Family hey. Guy. I you didn't. I, mean? I didn't talk about Family Guy. No, you, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. like, don't put that on <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two yeah. white guys talking about Family Guy at another one. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. who is not complicit. I will not put that. That's funny you say that though, because about the about the opening crawl in the text. Because I ha- again, having watched Midsummer in the last like three months or however long ago it was. I know that that tapestry that it shows at the beginning, it's like the first thing we see. It basically shows the plot of the whole movie. Yep. Yeah, so like right. when that obituary came up, I was like, I, I actually paused the movie and I was like, I'm going to read this. I'm going to dissect it. I'm going to learn all these names. <laughs> and then Which I, is like, cool because in this movie, it doesn't give you anything. It really no, just no. gives you the, what I think is a cool way to set the movie up because, um, yeah, I mean, it really just does tell you like what the public would see of this of this yes, death, right, um, which, right? Which I thought was a which, which I thought was a pretty cool which thing. Which is us, what we would. The other thing, I'll, yeah, uh, that might be kind of Star Wars. I'm not sure how many. I mean, I th- they his his effects for like gore and scare and like kind of you know uh, upsetting visuals for like you know people's heads getting chopped off and uh-huh. stuff. They seem to be pretty practical effecty. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't know if they actually are, but they have that 
look and feel to it. Like mm-hmm. it actually looks like they made a model, you know. Uh-huh. Um, in this case, it's used for like the head horror. on the road with the flies yeah. on it. <laughs> it's used for horror instead of uh, you know just like fun sci-fi stuff. But I, I it seemed that the the effects that they could do practically it does it does feel that way like i don't know i haven't done the research to see if he mm-hmm. you know if, if they're actually doing like real you know uh you know models for this stuff but all right it um, looked good well but this also in a big way sorry go ahead spencer oh no i was gonna say a joke it wouldn't be funny anymore uh, <laughs> hey hey story of my life in this podcast so then uh also i think a big non stars thing is this movie is very scary that's true Especially at the end. Mm-hmm. What? She's, uh, there when, is mm-hmm. sneaking around. Very true. And Star Wars is oh, full you know, of sneaking around. And the music in this is very effective. I don't. It's not necessarily bops, but it's excellent use of music. Uh, yeah. Like, also, he did the same oh, yeah. upside down shot that he did in Midsommar uh-huh. that turns right side up. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right. It's an effective tricks, shot, buddy. man. It, it's yeah. super tells effective. You it, that would be like, are a miss. <laughs> it'd be like a Star Wars movie opening at like out uh, in the space but around a planet and then <laughs> yeah. showing the and, planet and, below it. And going on a long, uh, like sexy view of a ship yeah. or something. Yeah, Just, yeah. C- yeah. C- completely horny for these uh for these spaceships. <laughs> like like truly like, like, like the equivalent of like 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 the toad ahead, just like of like 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 a New York mm-hmm. City businesswoman yeah. and like an eighty movies eighties yes. movie. Yes. Yeah. But just for a Wait, there should I want to I want to edit of one of those where it's just like the really sexy like Bugs Bunny music when Bugs is tr- like when Bugs is like uh, trying to seduce someone or like get a car to come over by like putting out a sexy leg. I want that music to that the, the long yeah the long shot of the <laughs> of any Star Wars ship because uh-huh. that shows us what George really cares about. You know, one thing this movie does, which it oh wait, hang on, is this how Star Wars is it? Yes. Oh shoot! I was thinking it was how Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is it? Okay. Can well, we pretend it is for just one second? Sure. Uh, uh, I'll allow it, but watch yourself, counselor. The, <laughs> the sort of just like upsetting visuals feels very um, the spooky tunnel that they're on yeah. in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with like bugs and snakes and stuff and like Slugworth. Yeah. I like the the. The way there he's able to achieve just like nonstop dread. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot of different techniques at the helm, but but one is creepy looking shit, looking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like cutting the head off of a bird is just like okay, like, okay. This <laughs> this is bad news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like I don't know what this symbolizes yet, but I'm. I'm sure it's something. Right. Should we? Uh, let's see. Should we? Any other thoughts before we head to the break and come uh, play a game? I don't think I've got any. Yeah. Let's well, let's jump into the pit and take a little break. Woo. Ah, we're back and we're back. <laughs> um, okay, I have the game this week. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. This is how Star Wars isn't the only podcast. Um, and okay, so. <laughs> in my like document here, this is called Hereditary Trivia Game. <laughs> okay. Great. This is just traditional trivia questions, but here's the twist. Spencer is the spirit of an ancient demon trying to take <laughs> over the body of Josiah. Oh no. <laughs> and it's a constant struggle between the possessor and the possessed. So in order for Josiah to maintain his personhood, he must answer his questions correctly. 
and for Spencer to take over Josiah's body and reign his demonic power over the calm, idyllic forest town in which Josiah lives, mm-hmm. he too must answer questions correctly. The power balance is the key, just like the balance of the force. Sure. And whoever uh-huh. has the most correct answers at the end will be the the final spirit form that nice. resides in Josiah's body. Okay, great. This is great. how I see I myself, would... by the way. So I'm glad that I get this role. <laughs> I honestly, I would, uh, I would like to uh, sort of abdicate right now uh-huh. and say that uh, Spirit Spencer can go ahead and. and Go ahead and have this this body. <laughs> oh, dude! I, <laughs> I, no, I I like my victims to play hard to get a little bit. Yeah, All right, yeah, fine. I've already taken I'm gonna, this baby I've, around the block yeah. for 29 years. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I'm really gonna be phoning this in because I do not well, want well, this you're, body. <laughs> you're jumping the gun to my next paragraph here, which is oh, and also like in Hereditary, what may look like freedom of choice and personal agency might not actually be. Oh, no. There may be some twists and turns in the road that were always inevitable. Now, um, Spencer, oh, I don't know. and also, also, if you get a question wrong, your opponent has the opportunity to steal, but like, and then they get the point. The body. But I don't, oh. I don't anticipate that happening. <laughs> now, Spencer, I don't know if there were any trivia episode or games on the ones on the apps you've listened to, uh, but just know that mm-hmm. Mike is a little stinker. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things will be a lie. That's or a trick. Tr- you're right, Josiah, <laughs> and you're and you are also correct to assume that I'm being a stinker in this, but it's not in the way that you might think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Well, I can't wait because he's already a stinker even without the lay on of of this game. Yes. So. Um, okay, so again, this is actually this is all Star Wars trivia. I should I should say. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, great. okay. So great. that we actually talk about Star Wars on our Star Wars podcast. So we will start with Spencer. <laughs> I, was say, first I would up. do pretty bad with hereditary trivia. <laughs> um, okay, first question is for Spencer. Mm-hmm. How many movies have been made with the phrase "a Star Wars story" in their oh, title, okay. and what are the names of those movies? Uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Solo, a Star Wars story. Two total. That is correct. Two, Great. and those are the correct titles. Ooh, I'm in your feet. My soul. I'm in your feet. I'm in your feet. Uh, I'm in your feet. <laughs> I like my feet. Okay, <laughs> so do I. Josiah. So do I. <laughs> Josiah, you yes. have a similar question. How many movies have been made that are now considered the Skywalker saga, and what are their names? Okay, great. Um, it's going to be the other nine. Uh, going from one to nine, uh-huh. we've got Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Correct. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Uh-huh. Star Wars Episode Three, The Revenge of the Sith. Uh-huh. Uh, Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. Star Wars Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh-huh. Star Wars Episode Six, uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh-huh. Star Wars Episode Seven, Force Awake. The Force Awakens. Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. Star Wars Episode Nine. The Rise of Skywalker. That is correct. I would have also accepted eight because they did, in fact, only make eight and they never made right, the Right, I forgot. I forgot that they didn't make the nine one. What a shame. Um, so close to the finish line. Okay, so we're back at a power balance here. <laughs> this is at the point where me as a demonic possessor is like, oh, shit, this guy likes Star Wars a lot. Oh, no. Uh-oh, this guy's if good. That's all it to- if that's all it took to, to, yeah. to beat back demons, then the Catholic Church, we, we wouldn't need them. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we have a lot of Star Wars We just families. have, like, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I don't need you. Get out of your father. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, back to Spencer. In The Empire Strikes Back, specifically just that movie, how many people do we see hold a lightsaber? 
We see. I'm gonna talk through this one because I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm not a great. I'm not a great uh, Star Wars guy. But I no. know Luke holds. Uh, yeah, Luke, yeah, Luke holds a lightsaber. Uh, yeah. Yoda holds a lightsaber. The Phantom Image of Darth Vader holds a lightsaber, and then I guess the real one does at the end too. Uh, three seems like the answer, unless it's a trick question. I'm gonna say three. That is the only question I asked, and I didn't ask you to name them, so you are correct. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Um, Wait, Yoda holds a lightsaber? He does not, but Luke and Darth Vader do, but you're, you're right, the Phantom uh, Spirit so of Darth Vader. Ex- so, excuse me, I think that, that counts as a wrong answer. No, he said three. Yeah. Um, Luke and Vader and han solo because he uses it to cut open the tauntaun (laughs) so it is three but he got the wrong name wow technicality the the, like the stroby dagobah cave version of darth vader which i didn't even really think about but i i'm gonna stand by three because that's what i wrote down and he's not a person (laughs) look look dude you're tauntaun and i'm luke i'm inside baby i'm getting in there No. Yeah. No, I thought Josiah smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. No. Honestly, oh, I, I am just doing this and for I warmth. I do. <laughs> yeah. I trust me. I smell bad on the inside and the outside. <laughs> the, the hell demon is possessing a body for warmth. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm it's, so cold. <laughs> what if that's true? Because if you know, if hell is hot, demons are like, God, it's freezing. Dude, every spirit gives people the chills. You know what I mean? It's got to be cold. That's they're true. Su- yeah, they're su- cause, cause they're sucking out the warmth. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Guys, I think we're on to something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hell is cold. Mm-hmm. Hell is hot. That's why you get a chill <laughs> when you walk through a ghost because they're literally like, ooh, I've got some warmth for the first time in a generation. Uh-huh. All right, so one more question before our first um, narrative break. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is for Josiah. And you'll <laughs> you'll hear the question, and then you'll hear the narrative break, and you'll understand my, my fuckery. <laughs> Great. Okay, Josiah. Other than Mace Windu and Kit Fisto... Name any of the other Jedi Masters who came to Palpatine's office in Revenge of the Sith to arrest him and subsequently get their asses handed to them by Palpatine. Oh, who's all in there? Uh, is Kiari Mundi in there? Here's, here's a clue. Okay. I googled this, and the names I knew were Mace Windu and Kit Fisto. <laughs> Great, so I'm not going to know. All right, fantastic. Uh, I'm going to say, was Plo Koon in there? That's a guess. That's Plo one. Koon. You said any of the other ones. Oh, I sorry. There's there's two others. You can name any, and Ki- uh, Plo Koon okay. is not one. <laughs> Great. Well, Plo Koon and Kiati Mundi are the other two names, and like Yaddle are the other names uh-huh. of like the one on the council that I know. Yeah, I think. it's so. none of them. So with with a possible steal, Spencer. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Roseanne, and. Uh, uh, John Malkovich. <laughs> Great. You were super close. <laughs> it is. She was actually. They both had cameos, but just not in that, that part. <laughs> oh, right, of right. Awesome. It's Agen Kolar and Sacy Tin. Awesome. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Who were certainly invented for that. So, just so that we're aware. There is oh, a power no. imbalance right now. Spencer's kind of in the lead here. N- not kind of, definitely. It's 1-0. So here's my little narrative break. Josiah. Oh, shit. Your everyday life is still mostly the same, but you start noticing some weird things. 
Okay. Nothing you can't explain away by saying it was a trick of the light or, you know, some old guy was just being kind of weird, but you feel like something is amiss. You start becoming interested in lasers and you consider getting a cat. Uh-huh. So, awesome. <laughs> moving on to more questions. Well, how is this for me? <laughs> oh, for you, um, you are each one. Uh, each, each one of these is unique and special, Mike. Okay, let's not just <laughs> blow past my side of this. Okay, I'm putting work into this too. You're right. I um, the thing is, you know what it's like for you, but the audience doesn't yet. You know. Sure, you don't want to. You don't yeah, want to reveal no, that. Yeah, too that, soon. That, that's good writing, Mike. All right, let's keep moving. <laughs> show, don't tell, but also don't show or tell. <laughs> you yeah. can't. You can't show what the demon is thinking because it. You wouldn't know, or you would know it was a demon before the actual reveal. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, because so, he's thinking, okay. I'm a demon. I'm a demon. I'm a I'm demon. I'm a demon. This is uh-huh. all it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Josiah. Um, yes. we're, we're switching our order in the mid in the midpoint here, um, like baseball. Uh-huh, just like in baseball, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, okay, Josiah, in and and if you recently watched and absorbed uh, past and no doubt future guest Michael Delaney's video, you might have this answer at the ready. Okay. In Solo, a Star Wars story. What is the name of the fuel that's basically like the MacGuffin for the whole movie? No! Dang it. What is it? <laughs> Delay talks about this all the time. <laughs> what is the fuel called? I don't remember. He does like I'm a gonna... super cut in that video of like yeah. every time it's said. <laughs> God damn it. I can't remember. I'm going to call. I'm going to say it's unobtainium. You're in the ballpark, Spencer. the Avatar universe. Um, I'm going to say it's uh, Rose, Rose, Roseanne Barium. <laughs> <laughs> it that's is... good because because barium is an actual element <laughs> right. that's true <laughs> right it is i think we can work with this in fact <laughs> in fact barium is the element that you use to spell bad in the title breaking bad that's true he loves chemicals <laughs> the fuel is called coaxium mm. like the cable you plug into your cable box <laughs> uh-huh, right well at um, least both of us got that wrong yes correct there's still a power imbalance, but it's ever so slight. Spencer, your question. Mm-hmm. Either as a body, as a face, or voiceover performance, a lot of people have played Darth Vader over the years in official Star Wars entries, which we're talking... We're not talking video games or Lego franchises or like Family right. Guy or Robot Chicken, etc. Right, right. Any person who has played Darth Vader, please name two... <laughs> Uh, James Earl Jones. Oh no. Uh, would I know without without aside from Star Wars knowledge? Would I know any of these people just um, from? Um. N- no, probably not. Well, so here's 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 what I'll say. I do have I, a second answer, but okay, I'll wait. I'll wait. I Sorry. only knew four of these names, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And I know a lot of dumb, stupid Star sure. Wars shit. So I'm I'm gonna say James Earl Jones, and then can I say Hayden Christensen? Because, you can, and that's okay. correct. Oh, yeah. It is correct. Awesome, because, because at the end of the third one, he goes, Darth Vader. Yes, like, right. Yes, and what he was also the guy in the suit. He, like, insisted upon that. Um, which I took umbrage with in a recent episode, and I also do. taking umbrage. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. 
The other ones, just for fun, Dave David Prowse. David Prowse, uh-huh, yes. He was the like body in the original trilogy. And the and the voice on set. That's right, and he was awful. Um, yeah. Bob Anderson was also in the originals. He was like the fencer. Mm-hmm. Um, Sebastian Shaw is the face in Return of the Jedi um, when he takes his mask off. Oh, and- in my head, I was thinking of the guy from... Winter, Winter Soldier, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, Stan. Stan. Yes. Stan. Um, and then the two guys who played him in Rogue One, other than James Earl Jones, were Daniel Napris and Spencer Wilding. And Ooh. the radio drama from the late 70s was played by Brock Peters. <laughs> okay, awesome. great. Good for Brock. I, my my next at, like, question parties. should have been, Josiah, name any of those names I just said. <laughs> Bob Anderson. Uh, Brock Peters. But, uh, so, yeah, Spencer gets that point. So he's pulling ahead here, Josiah. Oh, no. Now, oh, Josiah, no. this yeah. one's for you. So don't worry. You could try to take back some control. What is the model name of Queen Amidala's shiny chrome spaceship in The Phantom Menace? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Like, you know, Honda Accord or yeah, Ford yeah, F-150. Yeah. It's yeah. called <laughs> Han Solo the Accord. It is not, but Spencer, any, any desire to steal? I do have an answer here. Uh, Roseanne Carr. <laughs> yes, there we go. There we go. <laughs> it is the, and I don't know how you didn't pull this, but it's the J-Type 327 Nubian Starship. Great, 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 great. I think I see what's going on here. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, again, one more question until our, our break in the action. Spencer, other than Tatooine, which is somehow inexplicably the most important planet in the Star Wars universe. Right, yeah, there's got to be one. Name two other planets. Mm. And then mm. I wrote down, I've written down the answers to all these so I can verify, but on this one I just wrote, I mean, I'll know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say Hoth. Um, uh-huh. I, uh, and... I'm going to say, well, so I'm not going to lock the second one in, but I was going to say Endor, but isn't that a forest moon? It wouldn't, isn't that technically not a planet? The, the, what we see that where the Ewoks live is the forest moon of Endor. Uh, I see. Okay. Well, I guess Endor would be, I would also say Alderaan, Jakku, if you like, if you like the newer (laughs) movies. Uh, Uh Yeah. So he had some in the back pocket. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Jack, if you do. Jack, yeah. if you don't. Yeah, and... I don't and, know, that wasn't and, anything. In, in Jack, we do. Uh, so, yes, I will say Spencer got that question correct with Flying Colors. Josiah, just for fun, are there any burning ones that you wanted to name? <laughs> uh, Like, Mustafar burning? Udapal, uh, well, is, is that? Burning. I was just oh, yeah. wanted to hear if you wanted to add in. Well, <laughs> you, I did a joke with the thing that you said. You're so right, you did great. The end. <laughs> <laughs> So the end. Uh, all right, time for another pause in the action. Now, again, I, like... I suppose this pause is really geared more toward Josiah. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Hold on, oh, hold okay. on. We'll get oh, there. I thought, I, maybe I thought we were alternating or something, but no. Here's I'll wait. the thing, though. Uh, you know, his his interest in lasers and possibly getting a cat is going a little further. Now, Josiah, things are far more than amiss. You have been witness and party to multiple beheadings. Oh, no. And a nice old lady took you into her house and performed what she claimed was a seance, but really she was just prepping your body to be fully inhabited by a demon spirit. 
Your Ooh. interest in building miniatures has completely waned. <laughs> Did yeah. you have an interest in building miniatures, by the way? No, I do. I love those rooms in the Art Institute. Uh-huh. Yes. Or, and, I can't um, remember what they're called. They're great. And that interest has been replaced by playing guitar and also apparently playing skee-ball on your floor. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's what Spencer does. That's me for sure. That's me for sure. And, and am I just, if I sleep this whole time? I'm assuming you're not asleep. You are full. You are starting to see, you know, like when a baby is born, they can't like make out actual like things, but they see like general shapes and colors and light. Yeah. Uh huh. uh -huh. You're, you're, that's kind of what you're perceiving, but you do have a full sense of smell. Okay. Um, and and, um, (laughs) and, um, hmm, what else? <laughs> you can you, taste, but only bitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You and can taste, umami. but only bitter. <laughs> Great. Okay. Okay. And you hear tub thumping on loop, and that's nothing to do with me. But it's just that end part that's like. Yeah. It's the secret ending part. Kids, back in the old days, sometimes on a CD, there'd be a <laughs> bonus track. Uh-huh. And if you just left it going, you could hear a bonus song at the end, which was never a good song, but it was fun <laughs> and extra there for you. Um, we are just again like baseball, switching the order back. So, Spencer, first question is for you. <laughs> like, it makes no happened. sense. Yeah, you're not you're not right. In that. It's okay, Spencer. It's a it's a callback to a recent episode in which I misunderstood the rules of baseball. That so. may or may not have even been released yet. I have no idea what our release. I order think it's is going right up now. first. So like, yeah, right. hopefully oh, this will make right. sense right. to the to our listeners. Yeah, They'll yeah, be like, okay. we get it. Great. Um, okay, Spencer <laughs> uh, is in the lead by whatever. Um, Sir Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor both played the same character. It is a Jedi. And what is his name? Wow. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> that is correct. Mm. I did it. Josiah, mm. on to you. Speaking of I'm Obi-Wan, gonna Obi-Wan had a flirtatious relationship in the Clone Wars cartoon with a leader of Mandalore. What was her name and who is her sister? <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Sabine? Is her name, I think. And her sister is the uh the uh Mandalorian who was in uh who was in the Mandalorian. What's her name? She's played by like Katie Sackoff, I think. Um Is that who it is? What's her name? I think Yeah, so pause really quick. Spencer, do you have any more specifics you'd like to try to steal? Uh no. So I, I think I'm going to have to give you a half a point on that, Josiah, because her name is Satine. Satine! Count it, count it. Sabine is the Mandalorian in Rebels. And and yes, her sister is Bo-Katan, who was featured as Katie Sackhoff in live action and in animation uh, on the Mandalorian. Wow. The body's fighting back. Uh-huh. Yeah, the body I, is I'm, I'm down back. by one, or one and a half now. But again, things might not feel as though you really do, in fact, have agency or control. Great. <laughs> so moving on back to, <laughs> back to Spencer. <laughs> What's the name of the robot from the original Star Wars movies who beeps and boops? <laughs> R2-D2? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so good at this. Oh, my God. A really, really uh, uh, competent demon. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and Josiah, the final question. Wikipedia cites three separate entities as manufacturer of the Death Star. 
There's an Imperial Military Division, a Starship Manufacturing Company slash Shipyard, and an additional Starship Manufacturer. In addition to that, Wikipedia also lists three entities as designer of the Death Star, an alien species and its particular clan therein, an Imperial Weapons Program, and a man. You must now name either one manufacturer two designers or one manufacturer and one designer. <laughs> okay. Well, one of the designers was Jen Urso's dad. That's who correct. I'm, who I'm just going to call Mr. <laughs> Urso. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't remember his first name. Uh-huh. I'm going to say one of the manufacturers was Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Cause you know, Elon would love. I'll throw to in a it. bonus guess. If you want to take one more guess. Okay, Amazon. <laughs> yep, yeah, for sure. That's close. Any steals on the horizon? Um, I would say... Uh, the uh, Connors. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you're correct. Galen Urso is one of the designers. The only other one that I thought was sort of gettable is the Geonosians. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Because we see them, all those bugs. It, it listed the specific hive of those bugs that did the design. Awesome. Um, the other, it's not even like interesting to tell you the other ones. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So you get partial credit there, but not full credit. Man. Looks still, like the I'm balance down. is out of power against your favor here, Josiah. Yeah, by like so, two. Um, all right. Josiah. Yes. Look at your face right now on the Zoom call. You are personally feeling confused and scared, but your face on this call is smiling devilishly. And now your hand shoots up <sighs> and you fully lost control of your body. No! You start to float and you do that sideways running through the air. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you float into your soundproof recording booth where you oh. record audiobooks, which are available now. <laughs> and. Inside of the recording booth, there's candles everywhere, and Little Red is in there bowing at your feet. (laughs) Well, this is just what we do every night. (laughs) She gives you a lick, but it's an unfamiliar lick, as Uh. though she's greeting and and welcoming someone else. There's also, like, there's fully naked people in your room, too, and they're also bowing. (laughs) Those are my friends. (laughs) And one of them looks at you and addresses you. She says, Josiah, it's time for Tubby (laughs) (laughs) Bye-Bye. Your consciousness fully slips away and you see (sighs) nothing and hear nothing and are nothing. However, your body is still standing there, eyes wide open, but you aren't the one staring out of them. It's, and here's what we were leading to, Spencer. Yeah. And Ann Dowd is there and she says to you, Spencer... Welcome, Spencer. You're the new co-host of How Star Wars Is It? And we're your loyal servants. We love you, and may the fourth be with you. <laughs> I, I switched my uh, Zoom with Spencer's in the order here so I could fully immerse myself. Yeah. And then it goes... <laughs> so, guys, thank you so, much for, thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, sure. Yeah, dude. I really appreciate it. Yeah, where can Wait, people it, find you? <laughs> uh, I'm not really doing much right now. I am making a music room or something. Uh, That's right. You I were missed, away. When I missed a part of that conversation because I was getting a drink. Uh, and I love Valley Gospel. And 
<laughs> Wait, yeah. did I become Spencer or am I just gone? No, you're like in the sunken place to okay. mix well, horror metaphors. Well, in that case, I have nothing to plug because I'm in the sunken place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was my bad game. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I had fun because uh, I won. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, that was that's that's a uh, partially um there were there were some um things at play that were outside of your control obviously but also there's a tradition on the show that Josiah almost always loses the game to the guest. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's, it's not, it and not. normally it's not on purpose, but this right, time right. it was. That time it was a little rigged. Mm, a little um, bit. I did actually though. I I was trying to like kind of calibrate the level of difficulty on the questions, and and I was like. Like like I said, hoping Josiah wouldn't get the answers to the hard ones, but then when you got Galen Urso and like almost got a second one, I was like, shit, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But okay, so uh, 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 any other things that feel Star Wars about Hereditary? Because we definitely need to like get those in under the wire here. I do. I I thought that um, there were definitely a couple things relating to there being like an ancient religion that like a small group of people are very dedicated to that no one else really pays attention to yes. that ultimately don't have a huge effect on the world around them. Um, but to these people and especially the, the one central family at the core of yes. the story, it's very important. Totally. Very good. I do. We, the thing we said in the cold open, like the Ari Aster is a director with a very singular vision. He's, I mean, he, I think you probably could consider him like an auteur director uh, mm-hmm. even though he's sort of up and coming and, and has only like, you know, made two higher profile movies or whatever, it does sort of feel like he's established himself as like, I have a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, you know, he like in an, in an M night Shyamalan way, not, not saying quality wise, but saying like, Oh, you're going to go see that movie. Cause it's an Ari Oster movie, right. not necessarily because of the you know premise or anything like that. And in a little bit different of a way than star Wars, because like he has like a real eye and flair for like aesthetic oh, yeah. and absolutely and sort beautiful of millennial vibe, you know, and beautiful and, visuals. Yeah. A even, lot of even in this... things were just like put a camera on a tripod and press record, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even though, you know, even though this movie was dark it's still like gorgeously shot and like mm-hmm. the, the, just the way things are put together are very like skillfully done. Mm-hmm. I've got a star Wars thing. Okay. A dude okay. fully catches on fire. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that was pretty cool, man. There was some good fire stuff. Cause I used to do a uh, fire stunt in a show I was in where I would get set on fire, like live during a show. Was this at IO? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sharna was actually the one doing it every night. Oh. She would, she would uh, put little kerosene on my back and just. Um, no, but so like I would, I got pumped when she did like the sleeve burn. I was like, ooh, I know how to do that. And yeah. then the full body one was like, that's more intense than what we did because you can't really do a full body burn like that on a stage. Uh, but you can do it on a set because you only have to do it for like ten seconds, and then you know they turn it off and huh. they ho- they CO two you or something, but. Uh, I always get pumped when I see a burn because I'm like, yeah, that's my people. <laughs> <laughs> my stunt people. Super fun. Yeah, if, so you ever, if you ever get the chance to get set on fire, just uh, go for it. It's really fun. Mm. Awesome. That's all yeah. I'll remember from this. Yeah. That should be the takeaway. <laughs> the whole environment that they live in feels very Endory. Yes. That's maybe yeah, a yeah, yeah. stretch, but you know they have a treehouse, which is kind of Ewoki well, or there was a Wookiee. <laughs> There was a tree trunk looking thing that did come out of nowhere uh-huh. uh, and, and smash ahead. Yes. Now yeah. there is there is um 
a, a, a shot like and it's similar to the one you're talking about earlier mike where like it goes from night day to night like really quickly but in that like split second you do see a bunch of naked ewoks and they're <laughs> surrounding the house yeah and you can't tell if they're i mean they it's not obvious that they're naked because they don't really wear like you right. know your and they don't have clothes. like white pearlescent white old person skin they have exactly. but you can tell you, you know you, you can you, tell they're yeah, naked because can. of their shame like their shame yes. sort of yeah like oozing out their of them and you're like they're aura, probably naked right. aren't they yeah well, yeah those poor Ewoks I'm trying to think if I have any other things the sort of typical standbys of like music like it doesn't have like theme music in in so much as you know, just Star very Wars effective, does, but like, it's, yeah, it's used a well. very effective score. One thing I want to oh, one one quick story I want to tell about this. Yes, it's not related to Star Wars at all, but um, <laughs> actually, I will say it is related to Star Wars in the sense that I saw this in theaters and it was incredibly lively. The oh, audience, sure, everyone that was incredibly sense. into it, and I'm so glad I remembered to say this because my favorite thing, m- one of my favorite movie going experiences ever, was seeing this in the theaters because I saw it like on like very early on. Uh, a packed theater and there's a shot at the end where peter's in his bed it's right before she swims through the air she's up in the yes. corner yes kind of hiding up there and they don't call her out like they don't zoom in on her it takes Never. a while to see it and seeing that in the theater none of us saw it for a second and then all all of a sudden uh some guy away up front went oh hell no and then everyone <laughs> and then like the wave kind of like because like everyone in that moment knew like oh my god i'm missing something what should i see and then uh-huh. you heard just gasp after gasp and people were like ah! like that's it was awesome. that was one of the coolest experiences yeah it all started with one guy just i just, remember I, this movie being in theaters and thinking i gotta see this movie and i just never yeah. made it happen but i really wish i had because things like that like i did see that or like when he goes into the attic and there's like definitely a person behind like a post but yes. like again like you like you said like he's not calling attention to it and it's just sort of like notice it or don't. I don't care. But like yeah. when you notice it, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I was ha- I was happy to watch this on like my my big but also old TV in which there's not very good definition because I didn't see her. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm sure there's something in that big black dark space on my TV that right. I just can't see because the contrast is bad. Yeah. And then when she starts chasing like- him, I was like. Yeah, I'm sure she was up there, and I'm yeah. very happy I did not see it because yeah. it would have made very scary to me. So what I'm saying she's is, watch banging her head on the thing. Like it's when she when she uh, cuts her own head off. Very yeah. that that's the image that keeps coming back in my mind of like uh, like that's the uh, very yeah. Scary. Th- there's so much intention. Actually, one thing that is similar to Star Wars in it is that there is um, like going back, having watched the prequels, and then like going back and watching the original series, like like hearing that there's like references to, like Clone Wars and stuff like that. It was cool to be like, oh yeah, like they, 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 like not everything in the prequels was just completely arbitrary and out of nowhere. Uh-huh. Um, and like the amount of there was just like like the amount of like hidden lore that goes kind of undescribed. Right. I thought d- reminded me of Star Wars as well. Yeah, that's a really good point because Lucas did a good job of that in his younger years in the original trilogy. He'd just say something like the Clone Wars or something would be set decorated to look like it was old and your let your imagination is kind of allowed to run free which this movie does a lot of and then of yeah. course he since then has been answering questions that we haven't been asking yeah. <laughs> like, right of course what happens when someone breaks through a window of a building a coruscant does a droid come and repair the window <laughs> and yeah, then really? we see that happen <laughs> who was the funniest person during the clone wars <laughs> Yeah, who was who was the goofiest frog guy? (laughs) Yeah, the uh, the world building 
is that right. I think that is the is the yeah, takeaway yeah. there is like the, and like deep lore that you can be interested in or not, but it's there for you to notice or not. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So I think we should point. probably. Let's yeah, m- maybe start rating this. So, what's we a should, we should. unit of measure? Uh yes, Spencer. I I imagine you yes. are aware, but yeah, we each pick a unit. I of think measure. M- my unit of measure is gonna be, uh, let's see. You know, uh, m- uh monogrammed pl- welcome mats. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Or like what embroidered welcome mats? I mean, embroidered. Which that should have been her. I mean, she should have immediately walked away, right? Like, I come on. mean, like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Annie, come on. I think mine will definitely be like homemade toys because that to me was like, oh, I'm familiar. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, she probably had to pour a cast for that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to do emasculated fathers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. They just want you to take your shoes off. Just <laughs> yeah, take yeah, your shoes yeah. off. I love just, that yes, detail. Yes, that you I voted for out. Trump. Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> I I thought, you know, I thought they could change him, and I, uh, God. Yep, it feels yep. like if only we could have had Ted Cruz. Like that's who I like. The Republican like, dad. Pick a secret to have, or pick like a thing you want that may or may not ever rear its head in the scene. You know, like. <laughs> the read of his entire motivation for the whole movie is that he wants people to take their shoes off is like, yep. it's <laughs> like exceptional. You <laughs> like, have to keep this house clean. It's huge. Uh-huh. We're in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Take your goddamn shoes yeah. off. Uh-huh. Yeah. And- like the whole, like, like when she's like crying after she finds Charlie in the car, like in the room and he's just like, Oh, her shoes. Are he's oh, like, no. let me just, can I get those off you? I it know you're definitely really a fun read on the movie. Grab these shoes off you. They're kind of muddy. We do live in the woods. Just like, I mean, I'm, I'm sad too. I'm sad too. Can we do this but outside or at the landing? Birken- <laughs> take off your Birkenstocks, please. Uh-huh. Um, I truly have no idea what number I'm going to give this. So yeah, I know I'm feeling because like we, we typically will say something like, because it's a movie, we at least are starting at like the mid Wait, okay, wait, hold on. This is a very scary movie. It's going to be low because Star Wars is, is not that low. scary. No, I agree. But I'm going to um, say like, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say like three mm. embroidered placemats because of the fact that it's a movie with a good director good world building all those reasons but it's i'd maybe i'd probably maybe like a two and a half but i'm just gonna say three mm-hmm. uh because it's just it's very, it's very much not star wars because it's, it's too scary <laughs> that's fair yeah uh i i think i'm on board with that the the, the mental gymnastics we've done here toward the end of like tying a couple things to star wars was starting to sort of convince me. So I'm not going to let your number sway me fully, <laughs> but I'm going to give this the Rogue One special, which is like three and a half because Great. it happens between episodes three and four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, the, sure, The sure. Lion King uh, one yeah. and a half. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm actually, I'm going to go a little bit higher. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give this five um, emasculated yeah. fathers. Wow. Um, the reason why, the reason why is I, I think between the opening crawl of just like a, a, a <laughs> yes. blocks of text at the beginning, I think there's a clear style <sighs> slash world that's being built here. There's one family at the center of it. Um, a lot totally. of lore and backstory. There is magical forces and a balance that is that cannot be controlled by the people in it. That's true. Um, there's a chosen one. Uh, you know, I think I I personally it's think the all list being goes on and on. Manipulated by the emperor, the whole I time. I think so. I think so. It, it does have a cult following in a uh-huh. way. Um, 
I uh, I think that there's more. And again, you know, you guys know Star Wars way better than me. But you know, I, well, I don't know. I, not according to the trivia game we played. That is true. I did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So so we got a, we got a, we got a three a three and a half and a five. So yeah, our net is a three point eight three repeating. <laughs> Great, I love a repeating score. Uh huh. Um. Well then, let's yeah, let's wrap up. So, uh, do you want us on the internet? Because if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. We got some really cool fan art on Instagram the other yeah, day. It was right. incredible. You can check out our stupid merch if you want yeah. to. The links on all of our stuff. We we I don't know if we've even said this on the show yet, but we added a another design recently yeah. that you can get on a shirt or a towel or whatever the hell else they print <laughs> that just says small and weak. Yeah. And I can't remember which episode it was, but we Me were either. saying how grow up big and strong doesn't sound weird, but grow up small and weak, which is just the direct opposite, sounds so silly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's eat, out there. Eat your vegetables or you'll grow up small and weak. Small and weak. <laughs> uh, that's all we have. Spencer, what about you? Anything that you want to plug? Just take off your goddamn shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Show some respect. Yeah. <laughs> just. <laughs> I love it. I provide for this family, mm-hmm. and I want that's all I want is for you yeah. to take off your shoes. Honestly, take off your <laughs> shoes when you listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I want you guys mm-hmm. to feel at home. Well, Spencer, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks, guys. This is a lot of fun. It. Thanks for having, having – wait. Oh, yeah, wait. I forgot. You're the host now. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, thanks for having yeah, Spencer, me. I'm in when hell. when can you record, like, next week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do this weekly. <laughs> okay. uh, sometimes, oh, and then sometimes we don't do it for a while. So, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so like, we'll finish up. So, Spencer, what we say, we say we love you. May the fourth be with you. You can say it with right. us if you want. <laughs> so then it is about time for Tabby Bye-Bye, though. So, uh-huh. like we always say – We We love love you, you. and And may may the fourth be with you. Bye-bye.